Welcome to another edition of the TRN Podcast, and I am Philip Schmitz, and this week I am joined by Davis, or also known as Florida, uh, race with him in the Reaper Crew League uh, for basically two of the three series. Uh, I haven't done a cup race yet because I've been doing Daddy Goats League uh, and Xfinity on those days, but uh, how are you doing, Florida? I'm doing good, B. Well, how about you? Oh, I'm in heaven. Um, my dad's been working on a rig because he's retired and he's bored and he's like, Hey, I'm going to make a race rig for you. And then he's going to make one for him. And he finally brought it over today. And, uh, I've had to make a few tweaks, but it's nice. That's good. At least you like it. It's made out of particle board and also regular wood. Like I, I didn't want to ask my dad the question of how much this cost. Um, 200 bucks. Dang. I know. And like the seat, I can move it back and forth. Also, it reclines. Um, yeah, it's just, it's lovely. My dad's, uh, <laughs> he did a good job engineering this. I really, really appreciate it. Um, well, we'll just go ahead and jump into it. Um, uh, we just got done watching the cup race at Richmond, uh, which was won by Kevin Harvick. I did not know the stat until it was said. He's the first driver to win back to back. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the, First drivers to actually win back to back this year. Um, I mean, if there was a time to get hot going into playoffs, this is the time to do it. Um, I mean, Michigan kind of sort of wasn't really there till the end, but kind of Richmond. I, th- I thought Amarola was going to be the strong one out SHR, but uh, yeah, Harvick got the win. Logano, your boy, strong in stage two. I thought he was going to be up there as well. Yeah, I thought so too, but that last stage. I don't know what happened with the track. I guess it got cooler or something, and it car fell big time. Yeah, I think him and Chastain won stage one, and then we didn't really see Chastain the rest of the race outside of him turning Kyle Busch. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, Ross still trying. He's still making enemies. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, I, I, he won stage one, didn't really see him the rest of the way. Hamlin, he had a he was up there, top five. I think he finished fourth, uh, but he had an issue on his final pit stop. Um, let's see what what else caught your eye from this race. Well, I, what else caught my eye is that we didn't have as many cautions we've had in the past at Richmond. It was, yeah, we had. It was more like a green flag run throughout the whole race. Yeah, we had the early early caution with Fredrick spinning. Like that was like what lap five. It was early. Yeah. And then you had the Chastain Bush one, the beginning of stage one, I believe. And then you had or, Chris, Christopher Bell spin or, out on his own. Right. That was stage two. Yeah. And then, and then the Ross one, I believe, was the beginning of stage, the final stage. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I was surprised how it didn't work all the time, but how wide the group got at Richmond. Like, Ricky was up there, and then when Bell got up there, it's like, they were blowing by people until once the, I guess the top got rubbered in. Yeah. It's like, that's a line we've never seen at Richmond or I haven't seen in a long time. In fact, ever. No. Um, I mean, we sometimes see the second groove work. Um, but I mean, uh, it's been a while since I've seen basically the third lane, the fourth lane guys basically being a lane off the wall and it actually being effective. Um, so, yep, that recaps that. Harvick gets a second win. 
So we still have 15 different winners, one spot left over, which is occupied by Blaney with two races to go. Uh, we go to Watkins Glen. Um, what do you think? Do you think we're going to see a another surprise winner, or do you think we're going to see the likes of uh, Elliot, Reddick, and the usual players up on the road courses this well, year? Well, I think that you'll have your usual key players up front, but look at Chris Busher. He just came off a third-place finish and on a different racetrack in a road course. And mm-hmm. And if you look at his finishes, so far, Andy Roval, he actually caught on fire and came back and finished top 10. Yeah. And his strong suit's been road courses this year. Sonoma, who raced good. I think Coda, I think he raced good. And Andy Road Course was good. Yeah, Busher, these next two races. I mean, Glenn, for sure, of all the things you mentioned on the road courses. And he's been pretty handy on speedways. I mean, not he hasn't won one. But he's been up front, so... Well, Daytona's, I would consider, like a wild card. Like, it could be anybody. It, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm actually... It'll be, I'm kind of torn. I don't really want Busher to win. I don't really want a first-time winner at Watkins Glen because I'm going to be at Daytona. Oh, <laughs> it's going to get interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... I, I think the patience that you saw sort of in the, in the Daytona 500 guys doing too wide, I don't think we're seeing that. Um, I think they're going full on three wide every lap probably. Just, now. Well, maybe stage one, stage two, somewhat calm. But stage three, yeah, you're in for you're in for a show probably. I think if, if Truex does close the gap to Blaney this week, this, next week at Watkins Glen, those two guys have to get stage points because in all intents and purposes, if we don't get a new winner, they're battling themselves. So those two have no choice, but to fight up front. But if you take the likes of Bubba Wallace, Busher, Stenhouse, Keselowski, the guys that are solid in the top 30 in points, I don't see them. There's no point for them to be up front in stage one, stage two, because if they get their car torn up, it doesn't do them any good. Right. And like you said, like with the 23, Yes, he's doing good, but like everybody's like, can he win this year? Well, the road courses have not been Toyota's strong suit. And you look at Truex. Yeah. He, Truex was good on road courses back with the old car, but Toyota has not seemed dominant on the road courses this year. No, they haven't. And speaking of Truex, I mean, going into Richmond, I kind of felt like this could be a race where he kind of gets that win and – because he's been so good at Richmond, and outside of the beginning part of the race, he was pretty much not a factor. Right. That was quite surprising. Um, I mean, outside of Christopher Bell at the end, I mean, Hamlin was up there for a bit, but we really didn't see Kyle Busch up there. Bubba was kind of sort of back end of top 10. But, yeah, going to be interesting. With uh, I was kind of surprised because Fiedler messaged me, Hey, who should I pick, Hamlin or Trix? I was like, well, I, that was a coin flip for me in his league. I don't know what you would have picked. It was. I, I figured, yeah, to, if you look at the stats on road courses, Hamlin and Truex were really good on them. Truex has won the last three out of the last six Richmond races. So yeah. you see he could be a favorite. But like, like you said today, he wasn't, you know, it took him like 20 laps just to get back on the lead lap. So we've mentioned it in the beginning, Harvick, back-to-back wins. He has two. Who right now would you say is a championship favorite 
going in right now? Who is the who is the one that you look at going? That guy might be the guy to beat. To be honest with you, I don't really have one because everybody's equal. Like you'll see, like look at Elliot. He was hot during the summer, like straight mm-hmm. on fire, and then now he's okay, kind of died off. And Harvard just won back to back, so he could be a favorite. But as of right now, I don't think you really have a true favorite on who's going to win it. Yeah, um, it's I, I, I'm kind of glad with that because we've always seen like the top two, top three in points. It'd be interesting to see what happens with their point totals with the regular season ending. But there's always been this massive gap from them to the rest. And this year, I think that gap's going to be a lot less. I mean, it kind of is going to remind me of like 2016-ish, 2015-ish, where, I mean, if one of these guys has a bad race, they could be in trouble. Right. I mean... It's going to be interesting. Um, anything else you want to touch on for the, the Cup Series? About, uh, what, six weeks in a row Ty Gibbs filled in for Kurt? Uh, I believe it's technically four weeks. Four weeks. I'll yeah. Um, you know, I think he retired because of a mechanical issue. But prior to then, him and Kyle had an interesting battle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like lap after lap after lap for like 20 laps, 15, 20 laps straight. Just nothing but side by side. I found that battle interesting because of the obvious. We know what's going on with Kyle. We've heard now rumors that him and JGR aren't talking, that maybe Kyle will be going somewhere else. It was interesting that, hmm, the guy that might be in the 18 next year is the guy that's racing Kyle right now. Like, hmm, is that crossing Kyle's mind at right now? <laughs> where, where do you – go ahead. I was saying, like, you know, if you look at it, Ty's been doing so good in this car. It's like, could he possibly have it next year? I mean, you know, this week he didn't have to worry about Xfinity. They're off. So it was basically the first weekend he had where he just truly had to focus on Cup. And I forgot where he qualified, but it was he didn't miss the fast six by much in his round. And he was running top 15 for the majority of the race. Um Besides that man- mechanical failure, but he was run, you know, top 15. Decent. Yeah, it it would not surprise me if Ty's in that 18 car next year. I mean, I, I know they don't want to rush him because they experienced that with Logano years ago. Right. But you're talking to guys like Hamlin or hearing guys from Hamlin, hey, the more you're away from this next gen car, the more it's probably going to hurt you because – the more everyone else is going to get a year experience with this. And he's been, you know, performing. I mean, he's not in the top 10 or whatever, but I mean, he's solid. He's not making mistakes. He's actually Why keep, not? keeping the car in one piece, you know, not getting accidents, you know, keeping the fenders clean. Yeah. And, you know, Ty is probably going to come at a fraction of the salary Kyle Bush is going to want. And, well, it would be interesting because of, Kurt with him having Monster, but I'm pretty sure we're going to see Monster sponsor the 18 next year. Yeah, that's a good possibility. So, where do you see Kyle ending up? Because we've heard rumors, let's just take JGR the equation. We've heard SHR. I don't know how much the colleague thing is a thing. Where do you see him ending up? Well, if you think about it, colleague's kind of a build-up team. Like They're building up their second year in the Cup Series. First year was kind of part-time. Now it's like full full on, you know, all 36 races. So it just depends on their price point. And 
if Kyle, you know, goes in there, you know, I don't think he would take that team because they're just a startup. You know, they don't have all the, you know, funding and equipment yet. Right. Uh, whereas if he goes and replaces Cole Custer in the 41, I mean, even Harvick mentioned that at India of how much it would even help Harvick. So it's going to, I guess, boil down to what Kyle wants to do. I mean, I think colleagues should, you know, I'm a colleague fan. When I first heard this, I was yeah. like, I don't know if I want Kyle. But then when I first thought more thought about going, you know what? Take Amadinger out of the equation. He won't ever run full time. No disrespect to Justin Haley. No disrespect to Noah Gragson, who we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, no disrespect to Daniel Hemrick. Those guys aren't really experienced in this cup car. Not just in next gen, but just in cup. Whereas you take Kyle, he's experienced. And I think he would help that team point them in the right direction. The question is, would Kyle have the patience? Right. I mean, because we know Kyle, he wants to be in race winning equipment. Right. And he don't want to wait, you know, jump in, you know, say year and a half, two years, mediocre mid pack. You know, that's when he get kind of frustrated with that. Yeah. I mean, the only lot other place that he could end up um, if Kurt Busch does retire, because unknown of when he's coming back. I mean, if we don't get a different winner, Watkins Glen. I don't see, I don't even see him. Why should he race at Daytona next week or the week after? Like you're in the playoffs. You're not going to fall out of the top 30, you know? Um, but Hey, if he misses the playoffs or if, if, if he has to retire, we could see Kyle go into 45 for a year. Yeah, we could till they uh, get Reddit situated. Yep. Um, that or Denny buys a third charter. Um and keeps Kyle in the 45 and they make up a new number for uh 23XI, which I don't know what number that would be because that would be interesting. They already had the 45 because that was Jordan when he was and came back from baseball 23 because the obvious, I think his uh, Olympic number was nine or eight. Well, those are already occupied. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, We did have some silly season news. I don't want to say break more or less be confirmed. Noah Gragson's going to replace uh, Ty Dillon in the 42. And I know we had this conversation during the week. Turns out Dave Ellens, who is the current crew chief of Eric Jones, he will stay the crew chief of Eric Jones. So, but uh, first thoughts of Noah going to the 42. I mean, if you really think about it, Ty, I mean, yeah, even though he's grandson of Richard Childers, he hasn't shown much. Could you look at Eric Jones? He's, basically went from JGR to Petty GMS, which is, you know, a step down where he was. But, like, today he was running top ten. I felt like he had a rocket ship today. You know, I got my computer up, and I'm going to try to look this up real quick. Um, where is tie-in points? Hopefully, Jayski's uh, updated. Bear with me. Uh, driver point standings. Here we are. And it's not downloaded. Uh Great. How about owner points? Please, please. Nope. Anyways, so I want to say, I think on points, Eric Jones is uh, at least top 15. Let's see if I can find another app that would tell me this. Uh, and the point with this is he's been very consistently up, you know, not up front, but he's been getting really solid results in the 43. I think he's like, I don't know if this is updated. I'm on NASCAR app, you know, on my phone and it's saying that I don't know if it's after Richmond or before, but it's showing he's 14th in points. Yeah, that's 14th. And if you add the 40-point 
penalty that he got taken out from Pocono, he would be uh, 11th. He would be ahead of Alex Bowman, Tyler Reddick, Daniel Suarez. So actually he would be 11th right now um, with uh, 578. So that's impressive. Yeah. For that team. Um, whereas Ty... He's sitting he, back in 30th. 30th, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a no-brainer decision, honestly, when it comes to that. Um, wow. Uh, Michael McDowell. Uh, just realized how strong of a penalty he got a couple weeks ago. He would be 20th right now. Oh, who do you think would be his crew chief? Do you think we might see Luke Lambert, who's currently with him, uh, an Xfinity move over, or do you think it could be somebody else? That's really a good question because if you look at him now, he's had so much success with Lambert, Luke Lambert. So, I mean, you see the parody right there. You can go ahead and pair yeah. them two together, and you see the success they've already had this year so far. So, I don't see why you couldn't pair them two together. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um Noah leaving the nine at JRM. I've heard Carson Hosevar's name linked to this. I'm. We'll get to the truck series. He's not had a two really good opening races for the truck series this first round. But um, controversial, if you if you tell me. I mean, IRP. He flat out dumped. I forgot who that was, but he flat out dumped him. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was terrible. That was terrible. Like. I mean, I don't like to talk about other podcasts on here because it's our deal. I agree, but I agree with Dorpa Clear. Like, hey, you just penalized Noah Gregson for what he did at Road America. What did Carson Hosevar do any different? Like, the intent was there. Yeah, like, it, it was just plain obvious. Now, you could say, okay, he moved me out of four. You go into one and two, you move him, you, he spins out off of two. Oh, I'll just, you know, I wouldn't say I spun him out on purpose. I was just trying to move him out of my way, and he just spun out. No, he right-hooked him. Yeah, that's what <laughs> or, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You could have waited till like, turn two and, you know, did the same thing back. But, I mean, it's blank <laughs> obvious right down the straightaway, you know, turn dead left and hook him. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens with this because John Hunter Nemechek, years ago, you know, with that whole deal with him and Cole Custer – Apparently, there was a contract on the table for Hunter Nemechek to go to JRM. After that race at Canada, that contract disappeared. So, that will be interesting. I did see where Twitter was trending or people were trying to link through dollar that card. I went, please no. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you're, you're no. asking for uh, torn up cards right there. Yeah, you're, I mean, if you think the bill for Sam Mayer is high, geez. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to Sam Mayer because Sam is a rookie, and we, I mean, rookies are going to tear some stuff every now and then, but Drew Dollar, I don't even think he should be an Arctic car, if I'm honest. Um, the other news, this came out Friday. Uh, Bubba Wallace signed a multi-year extension with 23XI. Um, this pretty much off him having, I forgot where he finished. He was in the top 10 for a little bit today. Then he finished, I want to say 13th, 14th. I forgot where, but he's had a strong last month. Um, I wasn't surprised that he got a contract extension. Um, you, I'm not, I'm, I'm not surprised because he's been, you know, running up front, you know, you got the pole at Michigan on yep. like a very, you know, lightning fast lap. So it's kind of like, you know, he's showing potential. Like, you know, every race is starting to get better and better. So I don't I don't see 
you know, why Denny wouldn't sign him, you know, to a multi-year deal. Yeah, it kind of ends that question of who Reddick's going to replace. I mean, in 2024, it's either going to be they're going to bring a third car in to be alongside of Kurt Busch, or they're going to be um, Kurt Busch is going to uh, retire at the end of the 2023 or 20. We'll see. That's TBD. Um, yep, yeah, I'm not surprised as well. So that's good for Bubba. Um, we kind of accidentally skipped over the truck race. I actually watched the highlights because I missed the truck race. Uh, did you by chance watch the truck race? Yeah, I, I watched it. You know, it was kind of like, you know, it, it was actually strange for once. That wasn't like caution field. Other than that one incident with Josefar, you know. I did one, see that. That one incident, you know, it was relatively a clean race for once. For That's for considering the truck series. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Well, then again, though, uh, that, where was it? Bristol Dirt, they had, they, they only had no cautions, just the stages, which uh, – or all the trucks finished uh, the race. And even when I heard that going, really? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you look at the last couple of weeks, and they've been just basically beating and banging off each other, you know. Caution after this, caution after that. You know, you get a restart, boom, five laps, caution, 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 caution. It's like, you, like when's it going to end? <laughs> Yeah, from what I saw, it was pretty much a race where, what, Chandler Smith pretty much, I don't know if he won stage one, but I know he won stage two and ultimately the win. Uh, he advances to the round of, what, eight with, uh, or how, I think it's the bottom three that get dropped out in trucks, don't quote me, or is it the bottom two? I don't know. But he I advances think, in the next round as well as Inkfinger, go ahead. I think it is the bottom two. It is a round of ten for them. <clears throat> well, let's take a look at that then for the playoffs uh, standings for the trucks and yeah right now Carson Hosovar is minus three and Christian Eckes is minus six out there ninth and tenth so um, that's gonna be interesting Matt Catherine has a three-point lead over Hosovar who's in eighth Ben Rose plus 21 Friesen plus 31 and six Ty Majeski plus 36 and fifth John Hunter plus forty three. He's eh, he's in a pretty good position. Same with Zane Smith, who's plus forty six, and Chandler Smith and Grant Infinger move on. Um, how did Lane Riggs do? Uh, well, I mean, from the most part, did pretty good at the beginning, and then got some issues and got a penalty. I think at the very end, got like a speed penalty. I think. Don't quote me on that, but he was up front though. You know, did pretty good and just got back in traffic and really couldn't go forward. Yeah, see where he finished 19th. I feel old when I see that name. I really do. Uh, because I watched his dad, Scott uh, Riggs, race. I mean, what year was that? I, I want to say it was 2006, 2007. He should have won the Coke 600. I don't know if you've ever watched that race or remember that race. I don't think I have. I mean, Lightning, he had a really, really fast car. Uh, it was the same year where Casey Kang was just bad fast on mile and a half. I believe it was 2006. And the last pit stop, something happened. I think they made a mistake. I forgot what it was. And I forgot where he finished in that race. But that was the one race I remember where Scott should have, all intents and purposes, won that race. Uh, the truck series, they will be at Watkins Glen this week. I believe all three series will be at – no, no, they're off till Kansas uh, in the first weekend of September. 
or second week of September, uh, September 9th. That will be 6.30. Um, like we said, Xfinity is off until next week. They'll race Saturday, uh, 2 o'clock. I believe that is Central. And then the Cup Series will race 2 o'clock, same time at Watkins going on Sunday. Um, anything else that we've missed by chance? I, I mean, with the whole – what do you think of the whole host of our incident with – at Richmond, like, okay, finish the, what do you think of that? I, I mean, he got lapped, I was about when he was about to get lapped. I, my question is why, why? I mean, he was in a tough spot, but it's like, you're going to get by the 33 one way or another anyways. Right, because you're fashion, he was. And, I mean, Josefar didn't get his, he didn't get the lucky dog, if I'm not mistaken. In fact, NASCAR went back and looked and said that he was on the lead lap when the caution came out because the last scoring loop, I think, got him, you know, the last timing line on the track scored him, you know, on the lead I, lap. I disagree with that. There's cameras for a reason. Yeah. I mean, not to bring out an old wound, I remember it was 20, was it 2020? They scored Boyer behind... Uh, it was either 2020 or 2019. They scored Boyer behind Logano or they scored uh, Newman. And, and I was like, well, hold up. No, he was ahead of Newman when that crash when Chastain thought he could pass four cars at one going into one. It's like he was ahead of Newman and they put him behind him with a score lip. And I was like, no. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah. That was 20. That was 2020. Yeah, it was 20. Uh, back when COVID was not a thing. <laughs> right. Uh, that was it. That's pretty much we'll talk about the NASCAR side. I really don't understand what Carson Hosevar was thinking there. I mean, he's not made many friends the last two weeks. I mean, he pissed off the guy that, you know, dumped him. Or, yeah, he dumped the guy at IRP. Name is facing me out um, of my head right now. Uh, then you get the other one, the 33. It's like John Hunter at Martinsville last year with Austin Wayne Self. Right. Like, these guys, if you piss them off, they have no problem, you know, ending your day. And, oh, by the way, you have more to lose than a guy like Austin Wayne Self. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like back to 20 – yeah, back to last year, John Hunter basically moved moved him out of the way. But, like, it was like stage two. Like, it was not worth, you know, moving no. the guy out of the way. And then he just basically, you know, he just stayed right there, dove in deep and just let him come across his nose. I mean, he – John Hunter – nearly missed the final four because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not smart, not smart at all. Um, IndyCar has been off this week and honestly, they needed a week off. Uh, I can't tell how, I don't know how many cars finished that race that didn't get damaged at Nashville. I don't know if you saw any of that race or saw the highlights of it. Yeah. I, I, mean, I saw some clips of it. I'm like, it was like pile ups after pile ups. There was a, uh, a flatbed truck that I swear had nine front wings on it from nine different cars. And that, like that, that's the photo that sums up Nashville. I, Scott Dixon wins. He gets his 53rd career win, now becoming second all-time in race wins in IndyCar. He now only trails A.J. Foyt. I think A.J. Foyt has 64 wins. Uh Scott Dixon, you know, the form that he's been in the last, I mean, handful of years, more than a handful of years. Be interesting if he catches A.J. Foyt. Uh, 
don't have the actual points in front of me. Um, I can get that up real quick, but it's a very tight battle um, in the points, and I'm about to have it up. And, yeah, Will Power leads. He has a six-point lead over Scott Dixon, Marcus Erickson's 22 points back in P3, Joseph Newgarden, 32 points back in P4, and Alex Pillow is 43 points back. Uh, Scott McLaughlin, P6, and Patio Award just on the fringes of it, but not really. They have three races to go. They'll be at Gateway this upcoming weekend. Um, I know we've talked about it a little bit. What is your first thoughts when you look at the whole Alex Pillow, Indy Car, silly season deal? Oh, about him uh, with McLaren and all that? Yeah. Who would have thought Denny Hamlin would be setting a trend of a wacky, silly season this year? Yeah, that's a wow. I mean, that's. Strange, really. I mean, it's, it's strange, but it's cool at the same time. It's it's like uh, so. What's funny is Denny Hamlin breaks the Tyler Reddick deal, and everyone on the NASCAR side of Twitter goes crazy. And then six hours later, IndyCar with Alex Polo, they're like, "In Ganassi, her hold my beer." And six hours later, that blows up. And now Chip suing Polo. Polo is suing Chip. And oh, by the way, Polo is racing still for Chip Ganassi. It is weird. It is. I've never seen this before. <laughs> but did Polo come out and say that he's not going F1 next year? Uh, he wants to. So he doesn't. He has said that he's not going to race for Ganassi next year. That he's going to race for McLaren next year. Chip Ganassi, you know, they said, hey, we've picked up the option for Polo for next year. And McLaren signed Pelot to a contract. Zach Brown from McLaren has said that, hey, I'm not paying whatever I need to pay to get Pelot from McLaren. It's just weird. It's confusing. I've tried to read the updates on Racer by Marshall Pruitt. He does a great job. I'm confused. I think Marshall's even still com- confused because this is – we don't see this. <laughs> yeah, you usually don't. Um, it's, like, it's like, you know, if I was – Chip, if he wants to go and he don't want to race, just you know, don't create any drama. Just let it, just let it go. You know, take take your loss. You know, if it hurts, you just take it and just let him go. Well, there's been some instances. I think you know, Chip wants to keep Hello. My thing is, I'll get to that in a second. He wants to keep Hello because of the obvious. I mean, last year he won the championship. This year he's a championship contender. He doesn't want to lose Hello, but. Polo, who signed a very cheap contract last year to go to Ganassi, he wants a race. And I don't blame him, but, you know, I I just don't understand why Ganassi just gives Polo maybe not what he wants, but maybe 50% of what he wants. Because we just talked about Scott Dixon. He's not getting any younger. And if Scott Dixon races the next two years, cool. You have someone literally in Polo that can literally become the next Scott Dixon for the next decade. Right. I don't get it. You know, and you mentioned Chip. There have been examples with contracts. I remember Brandon Hartley signed a contract in 2017 to race for Ganassi for 2018. And then Toro Rosso in Formula One, they had um, some driver issues. They brought in Hartley to race for a couple races. And they're like, hey, we should maybe put Hartley at Toro Rosso for 2018. So... You know, they ringed up Chip Ganassi, and Ganassi said no problem. Maybe they had to pay something Red Bull did, but, yeah, Hartley raced in Formula 1 in 2018. Montoya had a contract with Ganassi in 2000, um, 
but Williams called, hey, do you want to be an F1? And Ganassi really wasn't, you know, an issue of, you know, being in the way. Like, he got, he got it. And plus, they were on good terms, whereas Polo and Ganassi, I guess they're not on good terms. Um, so that's that's pretty much with IndyCar. But the only F1 news, well, they've had basically a copy-paste re- uh, thing with Oscar Piastri. Uh, apparently, he signed a contract with McLaren, even though Alpine announced that he's going to race for them next year. It's basically take Polo, McLaren, Ganassi, and just take those out of the equation and then just put Oscar Piastri, McLaren. Oh, wait, that's, that's still there. And then Alpine. Anyways, that's it. And the other kind of news, uh, Sebastian Vettel has announced that this will be his last year in Formula One, who currently races for Aston Martin. Uh, Vettel, four-time champion from 2010 to 2013, back in their Red Bull days. Um, at the time, he was, I believe, the youngest race winner and the youngest world champion. I believe, actually, he still holds that. Um, because Verstappen winning the championship last year, he was, I think, older than Vettel. Um, but yeah, it's going to be sad to see Vettel leave. Um, I know yeah. you don't. Wa- I, I know you don't watch a lot of F one, but it's kind of the equivalent of you know when Jimmy Johnson decided to leave NASCAR. Um, right. Uh, it's going to be going to be sad because not only am I going to miss Vettel as a driver, uh, he's a really good stand up guy. Um, really respect him as a person that he's become, and. Um, Speaking of F1, we're going to Watkins Glen next year. Did you see, or next week, did you see any of the uh, social media stuff of Kimi Raikkonen at uh, VIR? Yeah, I mean, I saw about him running for college, wasn't it? Uh, Trackhouse. Trackhouse. Yeah, I saw uh, he tested at uh, Virginia International Raceway uh, just to get some seat time. And also he has to do that, as well as Mike Rockefeller. He'll be in the 77 at Spire. Um I have a question for you on that in a minute, but I saw the videos of like Raikkonen in the cup car, having a go at the track. I was like, this guy is getting on it. Like he's not he's getting it. <laughs> it's kind of cool to see. Um, but one more thing with Rockefeller, um, because this was an issue on social media that I don't understand. No Xfinity starts, no truck starts. He's a, he's won the 24 hour Le Mans. He's been with Audi. He's won. I don't know if he won when he was with Corvette racing for the Rolex 24. Do you have a problem with Rockefeller in the at Watkins Glen with literally no NASCAR experience? It's just like, you know, yeah, it's good, but you know, he hasn't even had a start and like and get a feel of what NASCAR is all about. You know, he's been whatever he's done, you know, with his career, but he's never handled one of these stock cars. Yeah, that's it's not a not a wrong point. Um, I, you know, I could see both sides. I just think Rockefeller's not going to be an issue. But then again, Joey Hand was an issue at the Roval. So last year, I do remember that. Um, so let's talk. Um, let's talk a little bit of Reaper. Um, I had the points up. You've been very. We've been kind of upfront for the majority of the season so far. How? Huh? What do you what do you think so far at the three races? I mean, I just think that you know points are going to be tighter this year than they were last year, last season, and you know it's just part of just racing a little bit cleaner and smarter, just trying to take care of it. Yeah, let's see. In the truck series, Fiedler leads over me. You're eight points back in P four. 
But yeah, it is very tight. Like Savage P6 is 13 back. I do like the new point system that we have. Yeah, me too. It's like, you know, if you miss a race, it ain't going to, you know, kill you. Like no. No. Um, and I only bring it up because we're going to Texas this. Actually, we'll be racing at Texas tomorrow in the truck series. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, yeah, me and you have a little thing with Texas at the truck series. Yeah. Yeah, the one race where TJ Major said I was clear, and I just looked to my right or my left going, am I really? <laughs> <laughs> I could have wrecked you and actually had a legit excuse. <laughs> yeah, you could have. Was- I'm, I'm Well, if we go back to that, I don't know how I got in front of you. I guess your pit crew had a you know, tire get away or you know, somehow had to go retrieve that without getting a penalty or you know, something. I just like holy crap, I just came in behind you, now I'm in front of you. I'm like, okay. I think you pitted before me. Because that was during Green Flag. And you, because I was leading, I think I was leading, and you pitted. I came in right on your bumper. I closed the gap. That's, I think that's what it was. I just closed the gap up on you coming into the pit. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we had a really good duel. I think, uh, we were side by side for a lot of it. I just could not, we, we couldn't clear each other. The last lap, I thought I screwed up because I hit the apron. I tried hitting my marks on the white line. I bounced off the apron. I'm like, well, there goes my shot. Yeah, uh, that was through one and two, right? Yeah. And then three and four actually got to your inside. And I clipped the apron, and I actually backed out of it because you were, I felt like – You were sliding up the track. And, cause, I wasn't going to put you in the wall. Uh, I, I would. It would have been close if I if I had not lifted a bit. Either that ends with none of us hitting the wall, and we probably make some contact, and we get a great finish, or I basically put you in the wall, and I wasn't going to do that because um, that was a fair battle. Like we yeah. raced hard, but I mean, we it, that was so much fun. I mean, we had that Bristol race years uh, about a year ago, and then the first ever race at Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was coming down, you know, kind of, you know, not wrecking you, just kind of bumping you a little bit. You're like, why is he hitting me? Oh, yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was literally like 10 seconds later, the caution came out. It was in green, white, checker. I was like, why is he dooring me? Oh. <laughs> I lost count what lap it was. Um, yeah, so that's been fun. Uh, hopefully we can maybe have a battle with that tomorrow. Um, then I'll do Xfinity. Uh, I want to give a little bit of a shout out. So I raced in the goat league at Talladega last night and we have a coworker uh, whose daughter is battling Chari, which is a kind of a condition of the brain, bottom brain connected to the stem. I I'm not a medical person, so I don't know. So I ran a purple scheme to honor Zoe and also for good luck and, it was kind of cool. Uh, it was me and Charles and Nathan kind of up front. Uh, I believe, who was the other guy? I can't remember his name. But there was a point where we all got into the front three, and it was like like the old DEI days. Right. So it was fun. Uh, finished 12th. The uh, fuel game didn't work out at the end. But uh, just want to say hi to Stephanie and Daniel. Um, uh, didn't get the best result I wanted, but it was cool to have that car up front for you guys. Um, so football is going to begin. Um, who are you a fan of? Well, I mean, it's kind of weird. I've kind of tuned away from it a little bit, but like, mm. seem like the Falcons are feeling pretty decent this year so far. 
I mean, they won against Detroit. You know, it's kind of closer than probably should have been, but we still pulled it off. Did um, who's y'all's quarterback? Uh, we have a competition right now for the starting QB. Probably going to be Mariota. Mm, are you going to miss Matt Ryan? I mean, it's like yes and no, like you know. But you know, here's the thing with Mariota: he can scramble. If he has to yeah. get out of the pocket, he can run. If he has to, I think Desmond Ritter's the same way. You know, scrambling. You know, quarterback. I mean, they may not be as fast as like Mahomes is, but like you know, they can at least get out of the pocket and escape if they have to. Yeah, I didn't see what uh, the Rams did. I they played the. Chargers, I believe, last night. I really didn't see anything. But then again, the Rams don't play their starters. We've That's kind of our MO. So it's like, oh, preseason's here. Oh, by the way, it's our second and third. Am I, do I really want to watch this? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dallas played last night. I don't know how that went. Other than the backup QBs of uh, Cooper Rush and then the other guy, let's just say they did not have a good night. So eh, I chuckled. <laughs> So we've kind of had a little bit MLB news, if you've heard about that. Somewhat? MLB news, baseball. I was going to mention that because every time, not every time, but when I normally do the lobby, you're playing, it'll be the show. So, yeah, Fernando Tatis suspended 80 games. I don't buy, I don't buy the excuse of uh, the reason of why. Yeah, neither do I. I'm like, like really? I mean. You've made yeah. it this, you made it this far. Now you've pretty much take the whole. You've done pretty much taking the whole season away from me because there's 55 games, there's mm-hmm. 60 games. I think it's what in the 50s now, 55, give or take. Yeah, after, after the All Star break, so you got an 80 game suspension. That's pretty much the rest of your whole season that's already just gone. And then the first month of next year, right? Um, yeah, I I kind of looked at that going really, dude, really. And then the excuse is like ringworm. I mean, my, and I hear this all the time, and I don't disagree. Go through your team. Like, I'm sure your team has medical guys that know exactly what can and can't be taken. Yeah, I mean, they every team has what their own little trainer, medical trainer. right. And it, they can give you like performance stuff, but without you know breaking the rules. Right. And this is after he just signed a 14-year contract for, what, $300 million? Yeah, something like that. I mean, that was a huge deal. I mean, the Padres GM is not happy. I, I saw either. I saw his statement and, you know, about the team trusting Tatis. I was like, I read that first going, okay, if you have had this problem the last seven months, why did you sign this guy to a big contract? Right. I mean – I, that was my first thought. Um, in terms of steroids, though, this is is this the biggest thing that we've had recently? I mean, I remember Robinson Cano had his deal. Uh, forgot if that was that was before COVID. Yeah, I uh, mean, you had that, but you didn't hear much about it because of COVID year and all that. But other than the sign stealing in twenty seventeen with the Astros, I yeah, I think that's the only other than them. Four, that's the only issues that there's been in MLB, really. Yeah. Um, I did watch a little bit of the uh, Iowa, uh, the Field of Dreams game. Uh, the Griffies playing catch. I was like, this is kind of cool. Um, MLB needed to do a better job of promoting that game, if I'm honest, because I did not realize that game was happening until like two days prior. 
Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that. I didn't even know. I yeah. To see it. How's your Braves doing? Uh, we swept the the Marlins. This this uh, home not was a hometown, but this series we swept them. So we're like five and a half back off the Mets. Yeah, I remember hearing what this week that the Mets. I find that little quote, or I forgot who said it. Uh, it's only August or whatever. I forgot that was a Mets guy or a Braves guy. I was like, no, I'll take, oh, really? <laughs> just, just calm down. Uh, let's take a look at where y'all at. Yeah, y'all are uh, five and a half back of the Mets. Y'all still have a wild card spot, right? Uh, I can. Yeah, y'all do. Yeah, we have a, our wild card, I think. Six games above the Padres, and then you have uh, the Phillies in there as well. Uh, yeah, so you're in a good position. Be interesting to see what the Padres do now that Tatis has been suspended. They did trade for Juan Soto, though. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What do you think of that deal? Uh, well, it kind of, if you're the Padres, I mean, kind of like one of those, well, Kind of glad we made this trade now that Tatis is suspended. But, I mean, how much of the farm system do they have to give up to get Soto? A bunch. Yeah. Um, you know, as a Rangers fan, I don't know if any of them did pan out. The Joey Gallo trade for the Rangers panned out. Yeah. <laughs> Took a year. Uh, but, like, when we traded for the uh, likes of Jonathan LaCroix and Carlos Beltran and a handful of other guys that we did five, six years ago, we traded away guys that I don't know if they pan out or not, but like we emptied our farm system, which, you know, you're you're a Braves fan. If yeah. you empty out the if you empty out the farm system, you get the ring. I don't think that you care. <laughs> All right. I mean, you look at us. We've done pulled up one of our second basemen from Double A, Vaughn Grissom. I uh, mean, his first major league hit was a home was a two run home run over the monster. I saw that. I did see that. His first hit. Um, I was worried that people in Boston were like, we're going to give him kind of flack for the way he sort of celebrated, but do you blame him? Uh, no, I don't blame him. I mean, I was kind of worried about that because you know how pitchers are with the bat flip and staring at your ball and whatever. I was kind of glad like that really wasn't an issue. Like, hey, let the guy just let the guy celebrate what he just did because you don't see that often. Right. Um, I mean, it wasn't as egregious as the Jose Bautista one. Uh, I remember that. <laughs> that was. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And, yeah uh, looking at our Rangers, ooh, fifty-one wins and sixty-three losses. Mm, man. The Rangers have the kryptonite is winning one-run games. They won today, but if, when it comes to a close game, the Rangers just find a way to just fumble them. But. Be interesting because uh, the draft and whatever. Be interesting to see what we do with farm farm system. We're building up our rotation, um, so hopefully, maybe maybe next year we can take a step or or not. Um, well, anything else you want to chit chat about? Uh, I think we've covered pretty much everything, really. Yeah. Uh, who's your pick to win at Watkins Glen? Oh, it's probably going to be between Reddick. Chase or Larson. It's probably going to be between those three, but if Busher gets up there, you know, you kind of have to tend to Busher. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, I agree with those, and I would throw in the wild card of AJ Allmendinger. Right. Um, but it would be interesting. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how Truex and Blandy does. Uh, Truex lost a little, well, more than a little points today. Uh, I kind of want, I want, I want Truex to close that gap on Blandy. I really, really do. And make it more interesting. Because it if, would. Because say Truex wrecks out or has a mechanical mm. failure at Watkins Glen. That basically yeah. puts him at Daytona in a must-win situation. While Blaney, he could have you know a fifty-point lead over the cutoff, fifty-point buffer to Truex if he has an issue at at the Glen. And boy, all Blaney had to do is say, "Yes, he wants to win," but at that point, in time got fifty points, might as well just ride in the back and just hang out. I remember twenty twenty with Boyer uh, in that very same race. I believe all he had to do was not crash to stage one. So he punted stage one running 35th all race or just that stage. And then he was clinched for the playoffs. And then I think stage two, he finally got into the top five and he pissed off Jimmy Johnson because uh, the stage two finished. But yeah, I would probably see the same thing if the, if it's a 50 point gap and they in stage one and Truex hasn't got any stage points, maybe Blaney still punts in stage two. So that way once stage one, stage two ends, if he's plus forty, you're good. Now you can go race. So it I, wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst idea. Because I feel like between stage one and stage two, not half the field, but the back half will be wiped out. I just have a feeling about Daytona. I see. I think the first two stages are going to be calm because I don't think you're going to see anyone that's in a must-win situation do anything egregious um cam okay, not attesting to the rick rare cars i'm not you know they could perhaps we saw what yaley did last week that was just I think, stupid yeah uh the former 18 driver wrecks the current 18 driver i saw that on twitter and i laughed <laughs> that was like karma um speaking of former 18 drivers sour bob the bonnie had kidney uh uh basically kidney cancer or uh yeah uh that made me almost cry a bit. Like, Jesus, Bobby, don't scare me. Yeah, I saw something about that. I mean, I no one knew. So uh, that was kind of a touching piece that the Fox Sports did. Um, I see stage one and stage two being calm. Stage three is going to be an all-out war. You're right. I, then more pushes going to come. It's going to become harder. And then yep. next thing you know, you got half the field wiped out. I mean, we're going to see probably manufacturers play a role. You're going to see all the Ford teams pit at a certain lap. Same thing with Chevrolet, Toyota. I mean, we'll see what they do. I mean, who does Denny Hamlin help? Does he help Truex or does he help Bubba? I mean. You're kind of in a tough spot there because you got JGR is your team, but you also mm -hmm. got your own team you got to help. I mean, I when – Brett made the comparison to, you know, DEI back in the day. It's like, that's actually a real good comparison to 2001 Daytona. Like, Dale for RCR was basically pushing his team. Uh, like, this is, that's a very valid point. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't wait to see it in person. I can't wait to see the Xfinity race in person. I just hope Mother Nature doesn't cause any problems. Um, yeah. What do you think about Colleague bringing a fourth car? the xfinity uh you know i don't know i mean cool for Haley, and we'll see but 
colleague for some reason hasn't been that strong this year. Um, I don't know if it's because they've expanded the cup full time. Uh, you know, okay, Almadinger could have won Daytona. I mean, he didn't miss it by much. Talladega, I don't even think they were much of a factor. Uh, I forgot who won the. No, they didn't. Did they race spring Talladega? Uh, I don't even remember. I know. I don't remember as well. Yeah, they did because that's the race where. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey. Gregson. Yeah, won yeah, yeah. Gregson won. That's right. That's right. Um, I mean, if this was last year, I thought, wow, Collier's going to finish one, two, three, four. But um, we'll see. Um, interesting with Haley, though. So I'll get to watch that. Um, we'll see who else races in the Xfinity race. That won't be known until a week from now. Um, I've always found that race to be fun to watch. Um, so you've been to an actual cup race, right? So far this year? Yes. I went to the Atlanta spring race. Okay. I want to see how these next gen cars sound. They sound really good. It's like before you can go up on the top deck where I was at, you know, I went up on top and you hear the cars. Basically, before you would have to have earplugs because they were so mm-hmm. loud. Yeah. I stood up there for like six laps, seven laps without earplugs, and it didn't really bother me. Okay, because uh, I'm interested to see how that sound is uh, compared to last year's car. I found a clip on YouTube that pretty much showed Arca with the X-Pipe sound. I was like, I missed that sound. I don't know if you saw that in the chat. Um, those X-Pipes, God, that would, they would sound so lovely. Oh, where they come out the side? Like they yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, kind of like the old super speedway package. Yeah. Yeah. They, it just sounded mean. I mean, these cars sound pretty good too. I mean, they don't sound too terrible. Yeah. That was the first thing I, you know, when I heard, um, or watched the kind of preseason thunder and then watching the Daytona 500, it's like, those cars sound nice. And yeah, I, I can't wait to see that in person because I'm not going to a Texas NASCAR race. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> That, in, in my opinion, they really screwed that track up. I mean, if you look at it, it was a three-lane track. You know, it was kind of old, wore-out surface. You mm-hmm. had the perfect bank. Three, you, yep. you could run three lanes, bottom, middle, or top. All they had to do was repave it. That's all they had to do. Pretty much. Yep. And what's funny is I went down south to go uh, hang out with my dad this week, or maybe it was last week. I don't remember. And uh, they finally changed the billboard that was for the All-Star weekend to now the next playoff race that they're having in, you know, in a couple of months. I was like, what took y'all so long? Did y'all forget this exist? <laughs> and what's funny with Texas is they're posting stuff on social media of what they're doing with the bleachers and taking certain things out. And every comment is, hey, how about you redo one and two? Yeah, I might mean, as well. Take it all the bleachers out. Redo the whole darn thing. I mean, even when they announced the new track president or whoever replaced uh, Eddie Gossage, same thing, like, oh, that's cool. Can you can you now do this for t- uh, turns one and turn two? <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's been fun. Uh, we'll race tomorrow, and then we'll race on Wednesday. Um I don't know if I'm racing Thursday or not um, for the Cup Series, but uh, I appreciate you jumping in on this. Um, yeah, no problem. Um, Glad you had me. Yeah, no problem. Um, 
going to do a fantasy football draft in a little bit. I have no idea who I'm picking because I haven't done fantasy football in like six years. Do you do fantasy football? I don't. Okay. Um, I'm only doing it for fun. I, I, I know this. Don't pick kickers in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you, you have a good night and you have a good week, Florida. And as for everyone else, y'all do the same. I am Philip Schmitz. Thank you for listening to another edition of the TRN Podcast. Y'all have a good day.